Welcome to another exciting episode of the Opportunity Zones podcast. Listen in as your host, Jimmy Atkinson, invites industry leaders to share their best OZ insights and investment strategies. From market updates to fund launches, policy news, tax mitigation strategies, and more, we cover it all here on the Opportunity Zones podcast. Welcome to the Opportunity Zones podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Atkinson, joining you on site at the IMN Real Estate Family Office Summit here in beautiful Dana Point, California. And I'm joined today by my good OZ friend, managing partner at CRE Development Capital, Mr. Lawrence Jatsek. Lawrence, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Jimmy. Good. It's great to see you. It's been a while. Great to see you as well. Yeah, we ran into each other at the uh, Cleveland Browns game at the Novogratic <laughs> Conference. Uh, when was that? Last October? Yeah, that's you, right. I didn't know you were going to be here today, but happy to bump into you. And you were nice enough to come on the podcast with me. So yeah, it was a great surprise. It was. Absolutely. It definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, so let's, we, we're gonna, we want to cover a couple things today. One, I think we want to get some project updates from you. Uh, on how your projects are going. You've got projects in Phoenix and Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about 1031 exchanges versus opportunity zones. It's a topic we've covered on the podcast a couple of times in the past, but you have a very specific case that you wanted to tell me about. And I'm a little bit in the dark here. We haven't really talked about this, so no, no. Go ahead. It's, tell me. Tell me what's going on here. It, it, it was. It's been interesting. You know, we've been getting a lot of requests. Uh, to to have 1031 money come into our deals, and if we would accept that, and um, in particular case, cases, we we can do that, but um, most of the time it makes it very difficult to structure a deal, particularly uh, when you have OZ and you have 1031 and you have non-OZ or non-1031 investors. So um, it can be done, but it's difficult. And so uh, you know, we just had a a, a case where a, a, a very well-known family office is coming into one of our deals. And it was interesting. They want to be 1031 money into the deal. And I said, sure, we can do that in this particular deal, but why would you want to do that? And they said, well, because that's, we have this property, we want to roll it. And that's just what we traditionally do. And I, and, and, you know, after learning a little bit more about what they've done in, in the past, I mean, they didn't even look into OZs. Hmm. And, and I, I said, why, why not OZ? Why didn't you, why don't you cash out now? And, and we talked about the examples of, you know, pulling cash off the table now, rolling it into an OZ, paying a small amount of tax if you even have to, and then being able to pull the larger portion of cash out later on. Where 1031, where you're just basically kicking the can down the road forever if you have to. And that just keeps getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. Eventually, if you know, you could, it gets all the way to inheritance time. Right. Massive tax. Right. Massive tax. So why not pull out cash now, pay it a little tax, and then be able to have tax-free income or a tax-free gain in 10 years. Right. So, um, so we had a great conversation with, with this family, and um, we come to find out that they just they didn't understand OZs, but nobody properly educated them on that. And so we uh, brought in... Uh, one of our OZ attorneys talked to their family attorney who understood OZs, and between the two of us, uh, between the two attorneys and and their uh, CFO and myself, we were able to convince the matriarch to um, you know go OZ route, and so now they're coming into actually our fund on an OZ level, and it's going to make the deal so much easier. And you know when we looked at the returns, instead of them kicking down 
kicking the can down the road where they might get a $10 million gain that they would actually have to kick down the road again, right? which actually gets even more difficult. Now they're going to have a $10 million gain potentially that's tax-free. And they get to trigger that gain in 10 years or so, as opposed to kicking it down the can until it passes on to their heirs. That's right. After they pass on. Right. Uh, who knows what the capital gains tax will be in 10 years, 20 years? Who, know, who knows what that's going to be? Well, the other that's thing a risk. is, <clears throat> you know, the current administration and or maybe a future administration may kneecap the 1031 exchange to the extent where they limit the amount of gain that can actually be written off. Mm -hmm. Right. That's for right. That, for that basis step up to heirs upon death. That's right. Uh, so the future is a little bit less certain there, I would say. The other nice thing about it, and you touched upon this a little bit is with a 1031 exchange, you have to roll over the principal and the gain. Whereas with an OZ fund, you only have to roll over the gain. You can take that principal off the table and then do whatever else you want with it. So That's it's right. a little bit more flexible in that regard, less flexible in terms of the geographic restrictions right. and some of the types of projects that you can invest into. The 1031, you can come into a stabilized cash flowing property, right? Mm -hmm. OZ, it's a little bit more speculative. It's more opportunistic because you're looking for ground up development typically or a huge um, redevelopment with a, with a big gain on the back end potentially. Yeah. But it's a little bit more speculative. And, yeah. and maybe one other thing I would throw out there is uh, the 1031. Um, you don't have to be quite as patient with your capital. You don't have to stay in that That's 1031 right. deal for two, you know, for 10 plus years. That's right. You can get out after two or three years if you need to. Whereas with an OZ, you're in it for at least 10 years if you want that full That's benefit right. anyway. In the end of, any other thoughts there, Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, 1031s have their place. Right. Don't get me wrong. I use them. You know, I'll do them. Um, and and it, it just has to make sense. But if you're a long-term player and, you, you know, you're going to, you know, you look to get into real estate and, and do a long-term hold, then why not go OZ? Yeah. Particularly today, who knows how long oh, the whole OZ incentive will be around? That's, but you might also use it while it's here. Sure, right? Sure. And you know, the 1031's been getting you know kind of beat up and and picked on since the day it was you know initiated. How many years ago? You know, back about in, almost a hundred years ago. Right. About a hundred years. Exactly. Ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's still around. So, um, and and it's probably still going to stay around. You know, but like you said, there, there could be modifications. You never know. Sure. There could be modifications to the OZ program. I think there likely will be modifications. There will be. I mean, we're, we're very, very, you know, in the early, we're still in the early stages of OZ. Absolutely. And we're learning a lot. I mean, like, well, the first projects are going to start to show the value of their returns, you know, by when? 2027. Yeah. So we still got some time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're only in 22. So right. we got five more years to see real results. But I think they're just for strong. that initial wave. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, long, long time to still play out here. And I, well, I think that's also why that particular family office, and this surprises me a little bit, but maybe it shouldn't. There's a lot of high net worth individuals, family offices, even you know expert CPAs and financial advisors who haven't really cottoned on to opportunity zones yet. That's right. Because they're still kind of they're new. They're a little bit exotic. But once you kind of peel back the onion a little bit, you realize, hey, this is actually That's right. a potentially really good deal here. Yeah. And it's not for everybody, right? There That's are right. certain advantages and disadvantages to opportunity zones, just like there are with 1031s or any other type of tax advantaged investment yeah. product. But right. I think as time goes on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that more and more folks, uh, 
financial advisors, family offices, mm -hmm. high net worth investors will realize, hey, opportunity zones are here to stay. Mm -hmm. And this ain't such a bad deal. It might be, I've, I've called it in the past many times, the uh, possibly the greatest tax incentive ever created. I agree with you. Yeah. I've said the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. And you know, for, and family offices really predominantly and traditionally have been long-term thinkers. You know, they're talking about preservation of wealth and passing that on to generations. I mean, I've been to conferences and sat down with eighth generation hmm. family offices, eighth generation. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, get that far by not preserving wealth. And, you know, if you have new tools to preserve wealth with, create wealth, create wealth with, and why not use them? So um, it's really important to be getting educated on, on this, this program. Absolutely. Uh, yes. You know, and, and, and again, you know, sometimes 1031 makes all the sense in the world, but a good point you made earlier, you're pulling cash off the table yeah. 10 years from now, whether, you know, you, you know, you're in your, 70s 80s or 90s as the matriarch or patriarch of the family office you're going to pass that wealth on that that's you you know that's generation planning right mm -hmm. and and you know then you can pull that cash out you can invest that into other assets other you know you can put it in venture you can put it into startups you can put it into you know secondaries whatever whatever your 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 mantra is at that point in time as you're building your family's wealth and continuing that so it's it's uh it's a great tool. We're using it. We're using both. We're using it all. Um, we encourage all the other family offices. We talk to them about it. Um, talk to, in fact, I've talked to more family offices that didn't know about opportunity zones yeah. and how they work than uh, than do. And um, which more, is surprising, but uh, hopefully is. that trend reverses over the next right. few years here. That's exactly before right. it's too late. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I've even had conversations with my own CPA. Um, you know, they said, oh, you're going to have a tax, you know, implication here. I said, no, we're not. <laughs> and here's why. Yep. And I had to educate them. And, um, uh, and they're to their surprise, like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. And right. you're talking about, you know, full blown CPAs. They've been in the business for 20, 30 years and they just haven't gotten educated on it. So, you know, Jimmy and, and, uh, Opportunity B have done an amazing job. Um, that's how I started to learn about Opportunity Zones. And, uh, you know, it's a great place to get your education, get your tools. Uh, Ozworks is another great platform to, uh, it's a community that's learning from each other. You just got stuck on a phone call with Chris Cooley for a little while. I now. did, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and another, another great person to go to, um, and, and Ashley Tyson has just mm -hmm. been amazing at, at helping people and educating people in this space as well. So. Uh, you know, I, I would highly suggest reaching out to these folks um, if you have any more questions and, and want, want to get more advice and get connected with others who know the program really well. Great plugs. Yeah. Love that. Thank you, you got it, man. Let's talk about CRE development capital a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been on my OZ pitch day events at Opportunity DB a handful of times. Yeah. Can you give us some updates, what you guys are working on the projects? There's a, there's a luxury hotel in downtown Phoenix, and you're also doing some development in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's Maybe right. Give us the, the update there. Yeah. So Las Vegas is, um, you know, it's, it's a traditional multifamily, um, development in, uh, in Las Vegas and it's right in the path of growth. And, you know, we look for projects that are in a path of growth and regentrification, whether they're in OZs or not, but a lot of them end up being in OZs, particularly these days. And, um, you know, we found a wonderful project. We're, we're closing on that deal and we're, we're fast forward. Um, we have a, a, 
uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, very good, uh, awesome family office that's coming into the deal with us. And, um, you know, they're, they've just been wonderful to work with. And, um, you know, we, we, that's what we like to do is work with great partners and we'll bring partners into deals as we need them. Um, our, our hotel and condo project in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, just had its uh, press release from the Fairmont uh, or the Accor Group which for a Fairmont hotel. So it is a Fairmont hotel mm -hmm. with Fairmont branded condominiums. It's the first and only category seven or five star to what most people know uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, right downtown. Right downtown. I mean, smack dab, right across the street from where the Phoenix Suns play their basketball yep. games and about two blocks. Close to the ballpark there. Yeah, from, from Chase Field yep. and, and about uh, two, three blocks from where the convention center mm -hmm. is. So, um, you know, it couldn't be better located. Yeah. And uh, I just found out this morning, actually, just before this podcast <laughs> <laughs> recording, that uh, we from that press release, um, we've already had uh, 160 people already uh, lining up to purchase the condos, apparently. So um, it's crazy. That's great news. It's great yeah. news. Yeah. So we're really excited. That project is uh, is going to be um, one of the pinnacles of downtown Phoenix. That's great. Sure. Yeah. When's the uh, expected opening date? 2025. Okay. Yep. Have you broken ground on that yet? We will be breaking ground at the end of this year. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the IMN conference that we're at here briefly before yeah. we wrap things up. Uh, there, I, there's a, I don't know, like three or four hundred people upstairs. A lot That's of family right. offices, a lot of sponsors, vendors. Uh, pretty good crowd. Pretty good. Pretty good mix. Pretty good panel so far on alternative investing. And yep. I'm speaking on the Qualified Opportunity Zones panel in another couple of hours here. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what brings you to the conference, Lawrence? Uh, you know, we'd like to network with other family offices, high net worth individuals, and, um, you know, it's, it's, we learn a lot from them and they learn a lot from us, obviously, as we've stated earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's really about uh, bringing uh, value to ideas and projects and developing relationships. I mean, you just don't develop a relationship in five seconds right. with a family office or a high net worth individual. You don't throw a deal on the table and say, hey, how does it look? Do you want to invest? They're not going to do it. Um, I wouldn't do it either. And so um, it's about relationships. And uh, I get to see a lot of the same people. We've become friends with a lot of these uh, individuals and family offices. And um, we're learning from them, again, like I said, and, and they're learning from us. And uh, this one is predict, uh, predominantly focused on real estate and, and alternative assets within the real estate world. Yep. Um, and that's predominantly what we do. And so, uh, uh, you know, when, when these panels come up, you know, Jimmy's going to provide a lot of expert advice on opportunity zones. And I can guarantee you that probably at least half of these family offices in here aren't really getting their arms around it yet. And yeah. um, I don't know, the more that these things occur and, and get in front of these family offices, because they're all here to learn, too. They're all here to network. They're all here to find deals and, and meet people and create relationships. And so um, this is a great place for it. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Lawrence, it's been... Uh pleasure speaking with you today. Hey, before we go, can you tell our listeners and our viewers where they can go to learn more about CRE Development Capital? Yeah, for sure. Just uh, look us up on the web, www.credevelopmentcapital.com and or shoot us an email at info at credevelopmentcapital.com. And as always, for our listeners and our viewers out there, I will have show notes for today's episode on the Opportunity Zones database website. You can find those show notes at opportunitydb.com slash podcast. 
And there you'll find links to all of the resources that Lawrence and I discussed on today's show. And also please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube or your podcast listening app of choice. Lawrence, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today, buddy. You too, Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's it for our show today. A huge thank you to you, our listener. If you like this episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The Opportunity Zones podcast is produced by Opportunity DB. You can access our show notes by visiting opportunitydb.com forward slash podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode. 